What's up? What's up? What is up? It's another Friday, another opportunity to get together and record the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. You know what it is. We in the building. It's a Friday, and it's the last Friday in the summer. That's right, because officially, officially, uh, summer moves on, and we're going to move on to the fall. It's today the summer solstice? Or the, not the not today, but it's it's on the, today's the 22nd, ah, I think it's the 20... You usually switch on the route to 22nd, you ruin my whole Friday. It's not. It's not today. It's like in two days. This is the last Chicago Friday. Chicago doesn't play around. So. They cut. They stop paying the heat off. You know that people close the the pools on Labor Day. We, uh-huh. we cut the heat off outside. Cut the heat off. Right on time. Boom yeah, time. especially in Chicago. I'm sure you've already felt the brisk fall breezes that come through in the windy city of Chicago. Um, yeah, and now we're going to get to enjoy the brisk oh. football that is a part of the fall. So all is not bad when summer moves on. Um, and then this episode, this episode is going to go by the title of The Relegation Model. You'll know more about that here in a second, because you know we like to explain that. Uh, but while we are setting up for the intro, while we are getting our cups of coffee ready, I need you to like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody you know, let them know that the Ballhawk Sports Talk is in the building. Get them in here, man. Let's go ahead and get some of this live audience when we give you some of this live content. We Before that, we go further. For those of y'all who tag a foe, did it mend the friendship? Did it like, you know what I'm saying? I would like to know if we bridged the gap. If you tag somebody who you don't mess we with, do they say, man, you know what, man? Let's squash that shit, man. Squash I, I, it. Yeah. You know, I like what y'all have put up. This is my olive branch. Any, I gave you some of this ball hog sports talk as an olive branch. Yeah. So, share, the share the story. Put it in the comments. If you've yeah. ever tagged a foe and you're no longer a foe, I'd like to. Uh, but tag anybody. Yeah, but make sure that they get some of this good old content. No further ado, boys and girls, dogs and frogs, cats and rats, and anybody and everybody else. Uh, you know how we do it on Friday morning. It's sports, business, entertainment. It's rough, rugged, and raw. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk coming to you right now. So let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. With your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 go. Once again, it's on. Once again, it is on. Back on the microphone. You know what I mean? We eventually we're gonna be able to freestyle something like for a, a whole hot 16 as the intro. Um, what's up? Big Flow Show in the building coming to you from the Middle Coast. My man is in the black V-neck as we Damn. transition. Yeah. We transition. You straight V-neck and straight I have bacon neck? I hope I don't have bacon neck. You don't I have bacon neck. It's a V-neck. You're looking, neck. You're looking sharp. You're looking sharp. You do realize that that is the 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 um, attire for billionaires now. A black V-neck. So you're a good company. Like Simon Cowell. You know I mean? He always wore that black t-shirt doing whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to be disrespectful to anybody, but I'm going to be you know, black t-shirt, Cheap. black t-shirt in the building. Balling on a budget, baby. Let's go. Balling, balling on, on a budget. budget. But most importantly, um, some good content, man. You know how we do it, man. Today's episode is a relegation model. I got my man, the big flow show in the building. Um, ETP might be with us, but I don't think so today. We shall see. Uh, we are in, in, in the midst of it. We have now downshifted and picked up speed. We are going downhill and it is moving and grooving. Football season is upon us, my brother. And so while we all hate to say goodbye to the summer, it ain't all bad because when summer moves on and the fall really takes charge of the calendar, the other thing that takes charge is football. As two football purists, enthusiasts, two dudes that probably spend way too much time thinking about football, this is our time of year. If you are here with me, can I get an amen from the amen corner? Anybody that is watching, well, love to know. Well, well, 
Uh, football season, baby. You know what it is, man. Uh, did you watch the NFL game last night? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you watched it, then you absolutely saw a really bad New York Giants team. And before I get into the game, because uh, I live in this area and there's a lot of Giants fans, I love to see the Giants are struggling. Uh, it is a beautiful thing when I see the Giants struggling. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. That's every year, though. So what do we? <laughs> uh, yeah, but when they when they when they do well, they do well. Like they've got these two outlier years where they did well, and both of them they they beat not only uh, come home with a Super Bowl, but arguably beat the best team ever one of those years. So. That's a recent history, right? That's not so. That's since you've been living out. You had, yeah, you had, you had to live through that. Nine eleven, dot com, COVID. When I catch them down like this football. year, I make sure I point it out. That's all I'm doing. I point it out when they are down, and just for my Giants fans who might be in the building, I want to make sure y'all know that the Giants are down. They down right now. They look bad. I'm talking about down bad. Y'all paid a quarterback who shouldn't have got a pack of Twizzlers and a bus pass. Y'all paid him all of this money. And we get to see what that has amounted to. A whole bunch of nothing. Defensively, they look bad. They look really bad. Uh, Saquon Barkley is out with a high ankle sprain. So I give you that foundation. So now we can talk about last night's game. I'm sorry, Giants fans. How dare I not? How dare uh, you? But, you know. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think about the game, man? Uh, 49ers look like they might be a real contender this year. And I don't know how they pulled it together. Because at one point, I thought, uh, the 49ers will struggle. They showed last night that they are still a team to be reckoned with. Uh, I, I'm going to get to your Chicago Bears. Why? Because I, I, I need to. Oh, but NFC last night, you got two NFC teams last night. Uh, what did you think about the game? And then let's think more broadly about this season. Because we're in week three now. Uh, my, my, Chicago, my Chicago Bears, never. Uh, my Cleveland Browns. Go ahead and claim them, dude. There's no, a lot of room on, on the bandwagon that nobody's on. My Cleveland Browns had quite the injury. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but let's talk about last night's games first. What would you think? I mean, the 49ers look good. Christian McCaffrey looked good. Debo, I thought Debo was out for a while. They were about to start praying, but he came back and scored a touchdown. I think they got, you know, with those two weapons they have right there, they're so 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 versatile. You know, it's, it's one thing to have one of them, but you have two monsters that can, that can hit you anyway. That, that's, that's great. I thought they looked pretty good. Uh, it was the Giants, so maybe they should have looked a little better. <laughs> you got to put Astrid next to it. They look good against the Giants. Uh, yeah. But I don't know who in the NFC, like, you know, we're a few weeks in. It's hard in the NFL, and we know it's a long season. Um, But nobody, you know, there's nobody who you think is on fire right now on either side, really. Who's on fire? I would say <laughs> you put me in this situation. Let me just give this disclaimer before I say it. You've put me in this position where I have to be honest. And although they haven't played great teams. Typically, he likes to lie is what he's trying to say. That I sounds, do, sounds tough. Not lie, but I, I like to find gray areas. Uh, this In this particular question, I don't have a gray area. Uh, the Cowboys have looked good, man. Dallas Cowboys have looked good. We have to admit that. Uh, I know they just lost their... Uh, Pro Bowl cornerback for the season. So we'll see what that means for their defense. But they've looked good. And I, I hate to say that, but I got to be honest. Because the, the most annoying words on the planet Earth are, how about them Cowboys? Uh, so I hate to say they've looked the good. Most annoying people. Most annoying people, most annoying words on the planet are, you know, those words. But you ask me a question, I'm answering it. The Dallas Cowboys have looked good so far. I see why you had to put some asterisks in this. I did, man. I did. I did. I wanted to make sure people knew I was not one of them, but they have looked good this year so far. I haven't had a toothache in years, but that reminds me of a toothache. <laughs> Cowboys. Really. How about you? Who, you? who who are you seeing? Uh, we gonna get to your bears, but who are you seeing? Why? What's the rush? We only got. We only got two. How dare we not? How dare we not? I'm gonna get to the Browns hours. too because we lose Nick Chubb in the most gruesome injury I've seen in a long time. Uh, so, so I'm hurting too. What What are you thinking? What What have you seen so far? And we're gonna ask the audience the same thing: AFC and NFC. What have you seen? Is there anybody? I know it's way too early, but sometimes you see teams click early, and it's really clear that that team is gonna be around come playoff time. What teams have you seen? 
I'm gonna look. I'm gonna see. I gotta do my little research. I I I don't really know. That's my first answer. Who's what team is real sexy? You know who's doing some stuff. I you know Miami lit it up week one, week two. You know, kind of just all right. Uh, your boy Baker Baker touchdown maker looked pretty good against the Bears. Baker Baker touchdown maker. I he never th- I never thought I would say the words again, but he, he looked, he looked good. all right. Um, he might have just found the right space. That's all. He just had to, he had to change you his thing. You can say whatever you want to say about Baker, man, but that dude has he has moxie. You know what I'm saying? Like he comes after it, he puts it in there. He's got exudes confidence. So I don't know. Um, I was hoping, you know, I kind of had you know the hard knock show is great because every time I watch it, I, I got a soft spot for that team that year. Um, I feel the quarterback. Whatever Who they have this year, they were they, Lions. Who's this year? No, the Jets. Lions were like, or Jets were this year. I'm sorry. So yeah. you know, it made me not hate Aaron that much as I did that he blew his staff. But I feel like the the other quarterback has been stepping up. The guy, I felt like that during the show. Did you watch Hard Knocks this year? I never watched. I took Hard Knocks came out the year initially, like 2001, as I was still fighting to keep a roster spot, uh-huh. and it was just it was like reliving a horror story. Like, uh, the, I was like, I would never watch that. Seeing moves. people get cut, and I did hear that the Jets coach, uh, Sala, whatever his name is, advocated to not have the scenes of people being cut in this year's show, which is unique because normally they have the the scenes of people getting cut. So I, that's he, a he very actually, long answer to tell he you. He actually why brought I have dudes in on the show. He brought dudes in that thought they were getting cut to tell them they made the team, which was pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. They had, they had, but you know, like when you watch the show, I, I think you should probably get. I don't know if you move on. Maybe it'd be therapeutic for you to move on and watch it. But like, maybe. okay, so there was two free agent receivers. I'm, I'm bad with names, guys. So I messed this this part of the show. I need to get better at two free agent receivers that made the team, and they were battling each other to make the team. But they had become good friends after an All Star game, so they were real tight. So uh-huh. it was kind of like, damn, one of us gonna make it, one of us gonna go home. But they both end up making the team, which is fantastic. And then one of them. In overtime, uh, when they played, he had the punt return for the touchdown. So, like, you feel like you knew him. You know what I mean? Yep. You were happy for him. You feel yep. like you knew him. I did guy. see the punt return for a touchdown, and they 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 mentioned, oh, this guy has become sort of household name. Because yeah, they yep. like the dude, you know, saying he was a hard worker, hard work guy, free agent. What's the chance of two free agent, rookie free agent receivers to make the team? That's that's it, a big deal. It is it is tough. I'm, sure, I'm assuming they look at one more as a punt return and put um, – but that is nice slot too, but still he returned it and he cool now. He got a touchdown to win, to win the game. So, you know, I like to watch it. But uh Bengals disappointed. 0 and 2, pretty trash. I mean, there's a big thing going around about not Ohio only State. they 0 and 2, trash. Joe Cool has looked really pedestrian. He got that calf, so I'm 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 feeling like what's they coming. Well, luckily in my little fantasy draft, I got two quarterbacks, and my second quarterback is Tua, who just became QB one for me. Uh, but you know they're two and zero. I'm, I'm gonna say the Dolphins look good, pretty good, pretty good right now. Um, that's about it, really. I don't ever, you know, one and one. They're the only undefeated team. How is your fantasy team doing? Since you alluded to them, let's just ask: or How are you I mean, in fantasy? First place, but you know what? It's early. First place, but it's early. Was that a humble brag? If you, I mean, if you want to give me the humble credit, but. <laughs> Cowboys, it'd be, Eagles. It be dudes like you to be dead last every year, man. I, you know what? That's it. I don't, I don't know why we're supposed to do all that. I mean, because I just I don't like how you how you came across right there, man. It was just a little too much. That's all I'm saying. What about your Moxie? Two and your your Baker Baker Moxie just got to me right there. Got man. to me a little too much. Falcons two and zero. That looks. Think about this. NFC South: Falcons, Saints, and Bucks all two and zero. All in the Panthers zero uh, and two. But you got. 49ers, I guess, are leading the NFL 3-0 since they got the Thursday night win. Yep. Cowboys, Eagles, and Commanders. Can you believe the Commanders are 2-0? I mean, what, what's going on? It's early. That's why I said it's so early. Yeah, it's still early. It's still early. Uh, tell us who you think is coming out of the NFC. Tell us who you think is coming out of the AFC. And try to tell us, please, our Ballhawk Sports Talk audience, our live audience, please tell us with your head and not your heart. Because some of y'all be saying stuff that's ridiculous. Uh, my man Scott Bibb is a Cowboys fan, so I, I knew that I was going to have to face the words in which I uttered in my response to who has looked good this year. 
because uh, he is in the audience today. But uh, let us know who you think is going to come out the AFC. Let us know who you gonna, who you think is going to come out the NFC. These predictions are just that, predictions. We ain't going to hold you to it. We ain't betting on it. But I want to know early who you think you have seen that suggests that this team is going to be one fighting when the trophy is on the line. Who y'all got coming out the AFC? Who you got coming out the NFC? Uh, I would have said my Browns. Not would have. I did say my Browns. And for the first half of that Monday night game, uh, when Nick Chubb is running all over the place and looking as though from a running game standpoint, we will be unstoppable all season, I would have doubled down on that statement. And I might even put up some money that I needed, some, some mortgage money, some property tax money, some school tuition money. I might even put up some money that I actually needed on the Browns making at least the second round of the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Nick Chubb gets hurt. And it's a gruesome, gruesome injury. It was ugly. Well, uh, I didn't even see it. I, I, I can't it go back ugly. and watch I it. I mean, even though if you haven't seen it, there are people, some of y'all got problems, man. You talk about my therapy. Some of y'all need therapy because people have posted the picture of this man's knee. It was bad, bro. It's about as bad. It was Joe Thigh's like side joint. Uh, it was yeah it was it was your body's not supposed to do that uh and it's the same need that he had redone in, in college so um, you think it's got warranty left i hope he still got some warranty on them treads man but what i will say is he's done this year and that was clear in that moment we knew he was done this year uh and you look at some of the injuries man you look at some of the injuries at the running back position and then you go back to over the last several months, the running backs that had held the Zoom, the virtual meeting, the running backs who had been very vocal about trying to create a little more security in their position, whether it be getting paid the contract or trying to be protected from the injuries that are notorious in that position. And then this lets you know why they were doing it, right? Because a lot of these injuries were the same, the same running backs that were up front on the front lines talking and, and speaking out on how the position doesn't have any protection, how they're not getting paid, how the teams have undervalued them. And it's almost, I don't want to call it collusion, but the teams have come together to devalue the position. And then you look at the injuries and you say, wow. Now, what I will think, what, what I do think might happen, especially when it comes to Nick Chubb, our chances took a nosedive when Nick Chubb got hurt. They just signed um, – Kareem Hunt mm -hmm. back, you know, we'll see how that helps us. But what I do think this does is it shows just how valuable they are because the Browns were in the mix and looking great. And then before halftime, because Nick Chubb got hurt, we went from a, a team that's going to be in the picture in the AFC to just a, another team that's playing. And so I think it does in a weird way show the value of the running back position. Do you ever think that the running backs will, will reclaim their position? Everybody used to want to play running back. That used to be the first person that got paid. Maybe not first, really second, behind a quarterback. Quarterbacks have, they're in a unique position. All right, but after that, running backs used to get paid. Uh, do you ever think they'll reclaim that, that, that position on the totem pole, in the pecking order, where they'll get their due respect? Look at me, my prepaid in action. Am I frozen still or no? No, you're not frozen, man. You <clears throat> I have my little hourglass going. Um, I <clears throat> I think that eventually what's gonna have to happen is you know, we're a copycat overreaction league, right? I say we because I'm part of the NFL because I feel like you know, like everybody else. <laughs> I'm a fan, so I'm part of the NFL. But it's a copycat overreaction league. So what's gonna happen is a running back is gonna come out and dominate and have a crazy year and do something unbelievable, and then everybody's going to go back to the running backs. But for now, the way the passing game is, you know, you really can't touch the quarterback. You really can't touch anybody downfield. You can't declean anybody. You can't do any of these things, all of which I agree only because my son is a receiver. As a fan, it's, it's gotten gross. But it's just the passing game just seems to be the, the way to go, right? Just right. quick passes, get what you got to go out. Yeah, <clears throat> somebody's gonna go and win a Super Bowl on the back of a running back that just did it the old-fashioned way, and then yeah. they'll be back. It's ebbs and flows. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just the the challenge I have because I'm on the other end of the timeline. I'm seeing young men uh, in youth football, 
and the running back position is still the highly coveted position in youth football, right? Because you get to touch the ball all the time. It's just interesting to see that that evolution once it comes to the NFL or even college now is like, nah, I, I, I ain't messing with that. I, yeah, I, I ain't messing with that. Scott, maybe um, using voice to text. You say what? Say Say who's that? Say Quan. <laughs> uh, I'm glad my man Dennis Kyle said this before I move on. I wasn't going to touch on it. I wasn't going to touch on it. But how dare I not? Uh, what's his name? People's, whatever the guy's name, our wide receiver, got held. It was, it should have been passing interference. It was worse than the, kept the, the Chiefs over, uh, playoff hole for sure. <clears throat> way worse. Didn't they re, re, remind me? Because I don't, I don't keep up with the rules and rules committee, NFL rules committee. But wasn't there something in place? Remember when the what game was that when the Saints and the Vikings, somebody got robbed. I think it was the Saints got robbed, and they didn't call a pass yeah. interference. The man yeah. literally just ran through his chest. Didn't they that summer make it where you could review pass interference calls? They're flirting with it. I don't know what happened. They flirted with it though. But that's that. That was a bad game winning. I think when it starts to get game winning like that, you can't. It was tough. And you know, I'm gonna say Deshaun. I see why. I see what it is about Deshaun Watson. I never gave him a good long look. Look, good long look. But that's a grown man. This dude was stiff arming people. He face masked dude to the ground, threw him down like. He's, t- he's a tough son of a gun, man. You he's know what I mean? He's tough, but he hasn't played great. I don't think his decision-making and his timing is there yet. And I'm rooting for Deshaun Watson because the whole world was against him. And we all love a comeback story. But to take two and a half come, years off. and are talking about Deshaun Watson. Say again. Don't say come back when you talk about this. Man. Touché, man. Touché. Watch, watch that. <laughs> uh, I would say this is that. If you take two and a half years off of someone's career, it's like stepping out of the boxing ring for two and a half years. You got to really work hard to get your timing back, right? Because even when we don't see him in a prize fight, boxers are still boxing. They're still sparring. They're still in the gym. He wasn't in the gym sparring. And you can tell at times that his timing is just off. So I hope the brother does well. I'm rooting for him. especially. I think he's going to do well. That's my quarterback. But he has looked like some hot trash right now. I got to agree with Scott Bibb on this one. Uh, yes, he's athletic, but not not one but two offensive of face masks in the same game. Like, come on, bro. Like, Anyway, I digress. Um, it seems as though we are on a path where Kansas City will still be in the luxury seat. They'll still be in the same position that they have been in. But because the commanders are 2 0, we got to give Eric Bienaby his props. <laughs> Eric Bienaby deserves his props. That's all I'm going to say, man. Get him, dog. Eric Bienaby, do your thing out there, man. And I don't know how he's 2 0 with the commanders, but as a play caller, he is. So uh, we shall see. Let's hop into some other stuff, man, because uh, I did want to talk about Mel Tucker. I did want to talk about Mel Tucker. Today's episode. Is going by the title of relegation model. The relegation model. And Mel Tucker, because of his decisions on a particular phone call that he admitted to, he admitted to, now he said it was consensual. Uh, If you have been in the dark and have not heard the story, I'll try to give you the 30-second clip notes version of it. Mel Tucker brings a violence advocate, sexual violence advocate to camp, not to campus. Yeah. He did come to campus once. Speak to the team. Speak to the team about, and this particular person um, has become an advocate on college campuses, especially, you know, as it pertains to football teams, because she was a victim I don't, I don't say allegedly now, right? Because she was she won the case. I don't know. She was a victim years ago at Oregon State and now goes around the country talking about um trying to trying to 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 add some more direction to the toxic masculinity that is in college football and some of the sexual indiscretions that have been um notorious for college football players. 
This particular lady and Mel Tucker had a personal relationship and she accused Mel Tucker of sexually assaulting her by mm -hmm. masturbating on the phone while they were in a phone conversation. Now, Mel Tucker didn't do anything illegal, but we can all agree that that's got to be about the most creepy, dumb thing you can do. Not only is it creepy because, I mean, who wants you masturbating while you're having a conversation with him? But it's dumb because this is an advocate <laughs> against sexual violence. That's the backdrop. Doing a little flu right here, y'all. Sorry. That's the backdrop before we talk about Mel Tucker. And, and, and I give you that background just so people have the Cliff Notes version of it. But it's important to say that Mel Tucker just two years ago got an extension for 10 years. $95 million. And I ain't a mathematician, but that's about $9.5 million a year. Give or take. Give or take. Time value of money. Round air, rounding error. Um, for $9.5 million a year. He has now been reduced to the relegation model. The relegation model is this, this whole thing in soccer, where if you're in the Premier League, you're in the top league, you can be relegated if you don't perform well to a lesser league. Relegation, as a, as a, as a definition, is the action of assigning to an inferior rank or position. And I argue that Mel Tucker, in his decisions, has assigned himself to an inferior rank or position. It's the relegation model. I don't know if we I, I, look. I want to be careful with how we handle this conversation because I, 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 you know, it's one of them things, man, that that you you lose by even having the conversation sometimes. But let's talk about it anyway. How dare we not? It's rough, rugged, raw sports business entertainment. From a sports standpoint, I can't believe Mel Tucker got himself in these damn headlines. From a business standpoint, to throw away nine point five million dollars a year, to throw away the 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 just the the meaningful position that you have as a black coach for that to choke the chicken on the phone <laughs> dude listen here's here's the thing That's i entertainment for sports business entertainment let's go mel tucker situation what we talking about baby? all right i'm gonna make a disclaimer say i wasn't on the phone thank god i don't know exactly what happened thank god i wasn't there anyone who's been sexually harassed abused anything like that don't look at my view on this story as a as a indictment of of stories, your story or whatever stories out there. As your legal counsel, I feel as though that's sufficient disclaimer. Now we can sufficient, go move on. Sufficient. All right. So I got you gotta look at it both sides, right? Okay. First, let's look at it from Mel Tucker's side. Like, I'll never understand how head football coaches who spend a bulk of their time talking about decision making to young men about being faced with, you know, temptations and different things and doing, making the right choices. I mean, every, there's 131 division one coaches. I don't yeah. know how many rest of them are, but I don't care if you're D three, you spend hours and hours a week telling kids about making choices and things that you should do. It's poison fruit. You're talking to this person <laughs> who's coming out here and this is what she does, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't care what was going on. You're married, supposedly separated, but married. I didn't realize he was married. I thought he was a single man. No, married. No but he married. claims okay. during this time when he had the phone call, they was on a break. I don't know what that means, but they're, they're married today, right? And they were married before that day. So I don't know what happened on that call that day. Maybe they had a time. You get three timeouts, right? Well, I'm talking <laughs> about football. So anyway, so he he's he's on whatever. You're on this conversation and you're doing whatever. So I don't understand that part of it. Just stay away. You know, you met her professionally. This is what's happened. You know, allegedly happened to her, really happened. Who knows what it is? But this is not the type of person that you probably should be thinking about this type of situation with. That's one thing. Two, why, why would you admit this? <laughs> I, I don't think... The, the only reason... I, I, the only reason I think he could have... He, he probably admitted it it must have been FaceTime. Um, it had to it had to be some it had to be some hard evidence because I, I I just can't see why they would tell well, him other than video that. evidence from both angles, whatever T I don't know if he's got the whole if he got that camera on a rope in his house like they have in the football field that gives you all the angles. 
I I don't know how you admit it. Even if she says she recorded audio, I was just I was faking it. I'm not because the thing he has to go now, even though he technically probably didn't do anything illegal. Just because how does this man go there in front of the media? And you look at this man who looks like he beat up every coach in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. He still looks like he, 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 he on like the a He's on that iron, boy. He's on that iron. Now. All right. It looks like he'll kill you. And you just look in front of this man, and you just want to giggle, thinking about what this dude got caught up doing and what kind of mess he's in. So it's hard for him to represent a, a university after that. So that's the one side. On the other side, again, I've never been – the victim of any sort of sexual assault or sexual whatever. Yeah, you gotta put yet, and I'm joking. Oh, I'm too big. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't understand how somebody can be on the phone, and the other part of the conversation is something like that is happening. If she'd have came forward and said, like, you know what, I think this dude's a sexual predator and animal, and I and I sat there and I took it because I wanted to make sure I could put a stop to him, I'd have gave her that. But she just said she froze and sat on the phone for 36 minutes while this man beat his Johnson up and told you about it. Hang up the phone. Drop the phone. Do something. I have a hard time. So I don't buy the story. I think he's being set up by this lady. I think she's 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 it's fabricated. I can't imagine he's that much of a of a Neanderthal that he's sexually aroused by normal conversation that would take place in one in the morning, which is weird. I don't know why you're talking to her at one in the morning or every time it was very late. Um, all of it looked bad. It One in the bad. morning, so, it, it was a, it terrible. Was... I don't know. I don't know. She had to be an active. I mean, I'm not a freak like that, so I don't know what's going on. That type of stuff make you do that on the phone, but I just believe that it is. It's just not true. I think she had to be a willing participant. So, but they're, they're going to get rid of him anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> and for cause. Now, now the only concern is they. Once you start trying to navigate how you're going to fire somebody, he's done. And probably never coach again. So if she is indeed lying, because here's the part that I want to make sure, because in America, we we fancy ourselves in our judicial system with you're innocent until proven guilty. Theoretically. But when it comes to the court of public opinion, when it comes to the court of common sense, he did that shit. (laughs) When it comes to the court of when it comes to the court of are you fit to lead young men? I see where Michigan State would want to fire this man. And it's tough because, ah, man, bro, you, 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 you're not – you know how long it's taken us to have a brother get an opportunity again at Michigan State? And then to get extended for 10 years, $95 million, and and arguably, like, people say, okay, finally, they, they're willing to pay somebody uh, with, with, with melanin in the skin, what they're really worth. You know how many times people have gone to bat and said something positive on behalf of Mel Tucker because of that reality, that a brother with melanin in his skin is finally getting his just due? So to hear the story itself just had me hot, bro. I'm like, I know know Mel Tucker didn't do this. I believe it could have been a setup because he is, I have, you know, sources, nameless sources, Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Who knows? Maybe I'm a liar. We'll find out. Maybe not. But anyway, he he's hated. He's hated in the program. His nickname is Melfucker, right? They can't stand him. Um, yeah, but she's not in the program. She is. Nah, no but I'm telling you, you never know. It runs deep. They might have put her up. Hey, look here. <laughs> We're going to need you to go ahead on, on a mission, and we need you to go and get this dude up out of here. You never know what happened. I mean, I don't know that the school would choose to get embarrassed like that because they're definitely embarrassed. But I, I say that look, right, let me just, cannot, before, before you finish, man, I just gotta give props to the audience at this point, man. They coming up with some good stuff right now. I love it. I, know, I love right. it. Like I'm gonna keep funny. on posting them. Hard evidence. This might be the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. There, there's rumors about his you know escapades. Like this is not this is not like out of character for Mel Tucker because you know, they say there's some partying going on. I don't want to put any rumors that are unfounded and get sued for libel, but like there's some things that he's been doing out there that are uncoached, un unhead coach like. Um, he's got team rules that are bad that have already been reversed now that he's gone. Um you make sure you keep reading all these comments though. So some good ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> 
should have just tucked it. The tuck rule. He could have got away with the tuck rule. We should talk to Tom Brady about the tuck rule. <laughs> but I just feel like I feel like he's they want to be done with him. The program hates him. The players hate him. You know, they didn't win after once they got I think they're finding out right now they won because of that running back that's at Seattle. <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah. Walker was his name. Walker. Walker so, was his last name. Yeah, I, I can't my remember. Bad, my bad with names. No, you're good. Walker. That was his Walker. name. He was he was um, a Heisman finalist. Absolutely. I think he showed like he was such a monster, you know what I mean? He just opened up the uh the offensive playbook because you always had to deal with him. So I I think I think they want him to be done anyway. You know what I mean? Does does this but, he's a but to, to, and and I don't put anything past I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I don't I don't put anything past the big they say follow the dollar right you're following nine point five million dollars a year ninety five million total and so I I wouldn't say that it's impossible but damn he put himself in a tough spot by doing it right and then admitting it. I just want to know. I, I wish I was a fly. Maybe he doesn't have legal counsel. I want to know what, why that he admitted. And I'm not suggesting he lies, but I mean, he was just bold. It was a consensual uh, situation. Consensual, right? And, and, and you, uh, it's just so much, so many questions, and I don't even know if I want the answers. So many, questions. so many. Now, let me be clear: the woman is a nice-looking woman. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Nope. That she's nice looking. You're not allowed nope. to say that. Relevance. Relevance. Oh, so you you're not you're definitely not allowed to post a picture. I mean, it's a public picture. Okay. It's a public picture. Number seventy-seven. Look like he'll take your whole lunch money though. <laughs> definitely will. Uh, public picture. Aesthetically pleasing woman, and it seems as though they had a personal relationship. Don't call her. Don't. I just, I just, I, of all the stories, of 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 the 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 civilizations that have been compromised because men can't keep it in their pants, the wars that have been started because men can't keep it in their pants, the jobs that have been lost because men can't keep it in their pants. We need to make this a poster for our own therapy as men because that woman right there cost that man and his family 95 well no, i'm not gonna say that i'm not i'm not gonna blame her gonna get paid i'm not gonna blame her i will i will say mel tucker and his decisions related to this woman cost him and his family 95 million dollars. 95 million beautiful she's a beautiful woman not 95 million dollars worth of beautiful woman i would say you know i can put a price tag on it Point being, she ain't worth ninety-five million, and now Mel Tucker out of a job, probably out of a career because of this woman. Uh, another one bites the dust. Final word on Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker, what say you? I'll give you final word. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. You know, uh, these dudes are crazy. Two words: hand sanitizer. I gotta make through all of these. These are some good ones. Uh. Uh, the lady looks like his wife. I don't think so. I just googled his wife. I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it. I, I I don't know what his wife looks like. Not that she said. Bet you won't. <laughs> uh, eh. Mel Tucker, man, all the best to you. I don't know if the university will be able to substantiate its claims that this is for cause, especially if they had a grievance process in place. And there was an internal investigation. Poor cause normally re requires you to exhaust the process before you can say it's for cause. The cause is, is that Michigan State doesn't want this, this cloud hanging over them as the season persists. And you can understand why. You can understand why. So we'll see. Hopefully Mel Tucker can get back into coaching somehow, somewhere. Uh, another coach that inexplicably just left was in this relegation mo model episode was uh what's that team that plays in chicago the nfl team what's that team called i don't think we have a pro team chicago. i don't think y'all do either uh touche uh i think y'all go by the bears or the cubs or whatever y'all are oh them them but that's different <laughs> that's different the uh defense coordinator alan williams walks away 
And there were rumors about an FBI raid. I don't think that those were true. But he did not coach last week for personal reasons. In his statement, he says he's taking care of his health and his family. There has been very, very, very little details here. You're in Chicago. You're Chicago Bears fan. You know people who know people who know people. What's really going on, bro? I mean, they said the FBI raided his house. Then they said it was just joking. Then they said that they raided Hellas Hall. Maybe that didn't happen. The guy took some time off for his health. He looks real healthy to me. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that they're hiring for the defensive coordinator position. So, <laughs> they are hiring for the defense coordinator. So if you have an application and you know how to stop the run in the past, <laughs> maybe throw your name in the hat. I throw don't your know. name in the hat. All right. I like that. Peacefully That's move on. Like there's nothing you can do. Uh they I did hear that Peanut Tillman, who is now an FBI agent in Chicago, was a part of the task force that notified the Chicago Bears that indeed <laughs> Going we got your boy. We got your boy down here. If, if you're free, come get I him. ain't snitching. I'm just saying something going down. Uh, I hope that that while we're joking about it, I hope that all is well with his health, all is well with his family. Uh, but, you know, let's see what he was making. Allen Williams, uh, Chicago Bears. It's crazy how we can just find out how much he's making. Uh, salary. The brother was making, let's see, do-do-do-do, or it doesn't tell me right away. I would suggest he was making at least, oh, there it is, $1.5 million per year. Annual income, boop, 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 yep, $1.5 million per year, which is interesting. $125,000 per month, $28,000 per week, and you walk away from it? I don't know. I ain't walking away from 1.5 unless there's something that really, really, really it sparks me. So maybe there is something with his health. Maybe there is something with his family. Uh, but again, in this episode, the relegation model, right? The act of assigning to an inferior rank or position. These dudes are now ex-coaches. They are assigned to an inferior position. Um, we shall see. I'm, I'm, I was tempted to go a very different direction with this. Because when the feds raid, it's normally either drugs or child pornography. Um, I heard child pornography. I was tempted to go down. I was tempted to go down there, but I don't want to. I don't want to make an allegation that I can't substantiate. Can't support. I didn't and, say. And, I unsaid. And that I wouldn't be fair it. to him. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair to him. But when they start seizing computers and hard drives, it normally means, uh, you know. Well, he did say he had a health problem because that's sick. So he's sick. Maybe, maybe he's got a sickness. Um, we shall see. Let's hold on to that story until we have more information. Now let's get into the actual relegation model. Relegation model is normally used in soccer. And it is when, as we described, a team that is in one of several leagues, call it a Premier League, you can either be moved up if you're not in the Premier League, or you can be moved down if you have some nanny-nanny boo-boo type years and you're not performing well. Uh, the relegation model has been discussed uh, Oregon State's athletic director came out and talked about it. Uh, and it has picked up a little bit of, 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 of steam. Uh, I like the conversation. And mm -hmm. we'll start the conversation by Exhibit A. Exhibit A is Coach Prime. Coach Prime was the head coach of Jackson State University last year. If there is a relegation model there where you can be moved up with outstanding performance, I would argue that last year Jackson State would have been in the driver's seat to be moved up. Coach Prime is now the head coach of the Colorado Buffalo, who were 1-11 last year. While he was not there, he's there now, still on topic. In a relegation model, the, the Colorado Buffaloes, who have, before Coach Prime got there, have been at the basement of all college football, Power 5 football, at the basement of their conference, probably would have been relegated down to whatever, uh, FCS versus FBS. 
I used Exhibit A, Coach Prime. I used Jackson State. I used University of Colorado because I think it gives it a little bit of meat and potatoes to the conversation. Do you think the relegation model is something that we should be exploring in college football? You know, I think that it has some merit in, in, as a concept. I think the problem in the follow-through is A, Sorry. we're going back to this completely football model as opposed to the other sports. So, okay, let's just let's concede that, that we're just going to go and, and straight, straight football. The, the difficulty is going to be, you know, trying to create a schedule that fits, you know, most conferences are regional. They're starting to get a little bit less regional, but they have a lot of considerations for one another's <laughs> budgets. Right. So if you get relegated, you know, let's say University of Illinois gets relegated down to the conference that's mostly, you know, the 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 Big West or sorry, Mountain West. Then you got all these, you know, different games you got to go to out there. I, I don't know. I think, you know, is there crossover games? Just, you know, the, this, this sport is still large, largely populated uh, popular because of rivalries and tradition, right? The SEC is used to playing each other, you know? So yeah, Vanderbilt gets kicked out of there right away and then somebody else moves up in there. But you start to lose some of these traditions and you start to lose some of the fan base, I think you lose it, loses its luster. You know, Alabama has a real bad year and suddenly they're relegated to, you know, the MAC or something like that. And I'm just kind of making it simple. You know, do you lose the fan base now? You know, is that something right. that's going on? Now, on one, high, on one hand, it would force everyone to start trying to win and not just laying and and on their sitting on their hands and saying, I'm in this conference, I'm just comfortable. It doesn't right. matter. Right. You're going to have to try to win. Like, you know, professional baseball, same way. You get these teams that suck and don't care because of revenue sharing. So you kind of make a better product that way. But I think you, in the long run, you might you might lose the luster of, of, of colleges and, and what you, who, you know, Alabama fans want to see Alabama play Georgia. They want to see them play Florida. They don't want to see them play Tuskegee. They don't want to see them play, you know, uh, Fresno State. That's right, not what they want right. to see. You know, right. I mean? they want to be fans of both teams and have the rivalry. You know, we went to my wife and I went to dinner the other day and saw two rival high school families, you know, husband and wives eating dinner together. They like that. You know, they played each other in soccer that day. It was kind of cool. Once you start losing some of that. You know, you have to be a true fan of a sport to watch two teams that you don't have interest in that play. You know, you want to see the teams play. You want Notre Dame USC. You want Notre Dame Michigan. Right. That's why it's cheaper to go to, to the Tennessee State game. Nobody really cares what Notre Dame looks like against Tennessee State. So hey man, that's where the relegation. I went to that game, man. Stop. I, I know because you're cheap, and that's how you get cheap, your kids in. That's how you get your kids in cheap. <laughs> I see you didn't bring them to the house game. You know what I mean? There's, I was supposed to, but I got. I got. Yeah, but then something had happened, right? <laughs> something happened. So <laughs> that's my problem with the relegation model: is you start to kind of you're 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 not you're taking the fan out of it. You're gonna certain fans, the true fan of of just pure purest football is involved, but you lose the the local ones, and I think once you do that. Sooner or later, we'll lose school affiliations with these teams, you know? Uh, I'm going to ask the audience to weigh in. I, I, I kind of like it. I do because it is one of those situations where we can stop pretending. College football, for the most part, pays for every other sport on campus. College football, for the most part, has been the catalyst for media rights deals such that conferences are taking full advantage of the platform that is college football. So I do think that relegation is a situation where we, 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 we're, we're done pretending. We're just admitting that this is what it is. It's big business. And so relegation from a college, excuse me, from a, 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 a European soccer standpoint is that it, it's you, you're either competitive or you get off our platform. Because mm -hmm. our platform, with whatever number of teams we have at the highest premier rank of this European soccer, right, comes with benefits that you're not earning. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that there are teams and conferences that are just as guilty of it. You get the same split when it comes to bowl money. You get the same access when it comes to certain uh, TV deals, media rights. Every team gets access to things, and I don't think every team is doing their part. So I like the relegation model in the college platform. 
Uh, I think it's a it, it's a way to really uh, take the next step of what the business of college football, especially, looks like. Now, I don't know if you would relegate across the board with all sports. I think that would be the challenge. I think it would have to be reserved for just football. I don't think you could do it for other sports. And I think that's – I think when you decouple football, and, we, and we've been flirting with it for a while from the schools, I just think you're, you start to lose it. I mean, people want to be – they want that passion. They want the – they want to wear the sweatshirt. They want to be like, okay, I'm football – basketball, whatever, all things Notre Dame. I want to be everything Notre Dame. But if, like, you know, Notre Dame's independent, but we are still heavily ACC when it comes to the fact that we do have, you know, we play all the ACC teams. They all get a chance to play us. So we, we're building a little bit of a history and a rivalry with them. So whether we're in the conference or not, we're still in there somewhat. I just think we, we talk about decoupling football. It's a little, it's getting dangerous, and, and pretty soon some of these teams are just going to de- decouple from the school. Right. You know, it's going to be the and South they, they, and they, There's rumors of that, some form of that already. Um, we shall see. I mean, I think it, it, we're flirting with something that is completely out of the box, where there's a league separate and aside from colleges altogether. And, you know, people are doing it in basketball, right? OTE, there's all these other options outside of college basketball, and we see what it did for college basketball. It watered down the quality of college basketball in March Madness for a few years. I think it has now rectified itself, and we got some of the better players going back to college at least for a year. That's because of COVID years. We're starting to get some older veteran non-NBA guys that can just play. Um, I think that kind of revitalized it. You know, you got 35-year-old guy. We could talk about that all day, how old these guys are getting. Yeah, but I, I I hope it doesn't go that far. But I think a relegation model within the system itself, within college football as it exists, would be a, a great way to incentivize teams to do better. Mm-hmm. Incentivize teams. Because Colorado, before hiring Coach Prime, I mean, what incentive did they – like, they didn't really have an incentive. And even with the Coach Prime hire, Coach Prime was hired – by Colorado, but nobody else in Power Five, nobody was going to give him a chance. They found a desperate situation. Right? And so, I mean, Florida State, not nobody. I wouldn't say nobody's going to give him a chance, but his opportunity is going to be far and few between. So, you know, it, timing-wise, it worked out for Colorado, and and you can tell now with, with Coach Prime and being unapologetic with how he's doing everything, uh, He's a force to be reckoned with. Let's talk about Coach Prime real quick, man, because uh, I do want to to give him his props. They were able to beat their rival in Colorado State. In doing so, uh, Travis Hunter got hurt. Uh, you didn't think the hit was that dirty. You and I talked about it right before the show, and we disagreed. I, I, I thought it was dirty. You, you said it wasn't that bad. I think it was bad. I just think when people are like, oh, my God, he didn't. I don't want you to know. Don't 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 say that. Like, oh well, you know, you said this wasn't dirty. I don't want him. I don't want guys getting hit late. But he he didn't even hit him hard enough to knock him off of his feet, right? Right. It's not very hard to knock someone off their feet that's not expected to get hit. He didn't land on top of him. He was out of bounds and it was late, but he hit him. I think he hit him he in a like weird a lacerated sport. liver or a broken. Yeah, head. I think he just caught him weird. I think yeah. he just caught him weird and he got lacerated liver because. He didn't fall down from the hit. He went down from the pain. But, like, this is, unless this dude is a ninja and he knows, like, the death touches that go around, he didn't, you know, say he had no idea that he was going to hit this dude and lacerate his liver. He just got him a little cheap little something. It was a chippy game. Right. You know, his coach had been talking shit. He didn't get hey, a pair of sunglasses and, and, in his and locker. The, the guy's name is Henry Blackburn. And Coach Prime went Blackburn. to his defense. Mm-hmm. So Went to his defense because the kid was getting death threats. And just when you thought Coach Prime was 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 out of magic and we've seen the best of him, he went and did something that, that always puts you in good graces. That man went and defended that white kid and Why said back that? off of him. Yo, Coach Prime, man. Even, 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 uh, even the dude Hunter backed off and said it was that's football. That's you football. Get smacked. That's what Florida State used to do. Push you late, all the hits. It's a flag. But yeah. it wasn't 
It wasn't targeted. Uh, because it had game. become like this whole everything becomes a race conversation in, in America now. But that had become this 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 racial tension between you know here's this white safety that you know basically it becomes a bounty hunter and hits Travis Hunter Stop late. But, Stop it. Hey, and and you know who said it loudly and proudly was Coach Prime. Shout out to Coach Prime and Travis Hunter, like you said. I think that that even by doing that, Coach Prime advances his narrative. He puts himself in a whole new position. His yeah. program, yeah. It, like Coach Prime's doing amazing things that you got to look between the lines sometimes. But but by even coming out and defending that kid, I think he's just doing some amazing things for his program. Race is a major issue in America, and I don't ever want to minimize race issues and problems. But I I hate when people bring it up for no reason because it it ruins it. That's what people can point to when when there's a real racial issue and say you guys thought it was racist when. This dude here, man, the head coach on the other team is black too. So, you know, you think he got the white dude and he's saying, all right, man, I want you to go take out there. But shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He hit him late. It was dirty, man. The they... statement about People took the statement, Coach Norvell, saying when I talk to adults, and he, he did try to explain it. He said, I wasn't even talking about Coach Prime. I was just saying what we teach our kids. And whatever. I, 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 I think that's kind of antiquated. And – you don't necessarily have to subscribe and assimilate to all those type rules anymore. But uh, people try to make that about race. Like, nah, he's, he's the coach black. is black. Right. Norvell is black. So yeah. Now we do- Shut up. Now it's light skin, dark skin. Is that what we're going to do? Shut up. <laughs> uh, so let's do this then. Without light skin, dark skin, let's go. Who's going to win? College football, top 25. Before we get out of here, I can't ride for the day. I can't well, imagine out here for the day, top twenty-five matchups. The first one since we started there, we'll end there. Uh, when we were talking about um, Coach Norvell and Coach Prime, let's 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 start with Coach Prime. Coach Prime has to go on the road, Colorado, <clears throat> number nineteen, going to play in Eugene, Oregon, the University of Oregon, who is number ten. 21 and a half point underdogs, Colorado. You figure because they're on the road, that gives you about seven. The other 14 tells me that Vegas thinks that Colorado ain't as good as Oregon. What say you? I think Oregon's gonna win. Um, I I would I if Hunter was playing, obviously it would be better, but you lost, you know, best athlete on the field on his team on his team. Yeah, that's the but, downside of somebody playing both ways is that they out twice it impacts two different phases of the game offense and defense but go ahead there's no way i could i mean i think they were it was a tough game anyway (laughs) i mean what does tcu do after after they got beat they win uh tcu won the next week i don't know what they did last week tcu won the following week after they lost colorado i don't know what they did last week i i think the big problem we have a lot of times we you know when it comes to narratives is we don't really know the stories right we don't know um just look this up. We don't know who anyone is. <clears throat> so is that game <clears throat> against TCU that they won in a close game? Did they beat a great team? Like everyone's like, oh, this TCU is in, in the national championship game. Nobody's there. Quarterbacks are gone, receivers gone. <clears throat> I think linebackers, D-line gone. So, like, before we start saying that they beat the number two team in the nation, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They beat a team that they used to be number two. So, I think Coach Prime is doing a great job. I'm going to go back. TCU in the subsequent weeks, uh, they beat Nickel State 41-6. And then this last weekend, they beat Houston 36-13. So, we still don't know who TCU is. And, you know, it's one game anyway. So, long story short, Oregon's pretty damn good. And I don't think they're going to beat them. I don't know how else to put it. All right. If they do. I'm not betting against Coach Prime. I'm I'm going. Go ahead. Go with him. I don't, I don't. I don't think I will. I'm not gonna pick him. I'm saying it's gonna be. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna pick him. They're gonna beat the spread, though. I mean, you you pick it against Vegas. It's gonna be more. It's gonna be more competitive than people think. Twenty one and a half. That's a lot. That's a but I, I think they cover. They cover the spread. I don't think they win the game. Because because he's just a few months away from getting some of those recruits that Oregon has gotten for the last six seven years, and you need dogs in order to win a dog fight. Uh. Ole Miss, number 19, goes to Alabama. Nick Saban's offense looks porous. Tommy Reese went over there as offense coordinator and is stanking up the joint. 
Now he has not found his, his quarterback yet. He did try Tyler Buckner, who he brought, he brought his own luggage. Yes. but it wasn't Louis. His was not Louis. It was that uh, I can't think of what the was Target the, brand. No, not the, what was the one? Let me not do that. Uh, I, I can't think of it, man. God rest her soul. My mom used to get that dog on cheap luggage. I can't think of the name of it. You, you had all the pieces. Not I can't think of the name of it. But point being, that's the luggage that he brought. And that luggage got a chance last week. He stunk up the joint. He started, and subsequent week, he's now down to number three. Just show you how bad he played. Uh, the starter from week one uh, got relegated in this episode of the relegation model to a backup, but it seems as though he's going to get a chance to start this week. If you took uh, a few seconds and scratching your head trying to figure out who's on first, who's on second, it's because they offense is struggling when you got to do all that to figure out who your starting quarterback is. Uh, having said that, Nick Saban is Nick Saban. House Ole up. Miss at Alabama, he would be, I think, the fourth former assistant to beat him if indeed Lane Kiffin beats him. Who you got? Ole Miss at Alabama. Bama. You going Bama? No, I'm not. I think Ole Miss beats him. I think yeah, Ole Miss beats him. You can only rely on your defense for so long, man, because you can rely on them to win games, win championships, but you got to do your job as an offense to stay on the field, to eat up some of the time of the clock, have time of possession so they're not tired. I think by game four, Alabama's defense is going to be tired. I'm going Ole Miss. UCLA. Number 22 at Utah. Utes. I'm going Utes, too. Utes, I think, might be the most underrated team in college football. They every have a really year. Good team. They have a very good team. A very, very good, good team. team. Every UCLA. year, underutilized, under underranked every year. Uh, every year. And this year, I think the most egregious of all of them. That team's a good team. I don't think that one's even going to be close. You got um, Oregon State, number 14 at Washington State. I'm going to go, who cares? I'm going Oregon State because I like Oregon State's athletic director coming out. Man, that's the future of the, the pack. Right there. That's the future of the pack. Right. Uh, then you got Iowa number 24 at Penn State. We in Big Ten now, baby. Who you got? Pistol whip. Penn State. Pistol whip. Penn State wins big. 14, at least. And then the grand finale. What's this, do you know? Do, do we have the uh, spread? I don't on? have the spread on that one. I don't it's have the spread on that one. Um. I don't want to encourage people to be giving up their rent money. So I did not look up the spread on that one. But then we got the game that ESPN and Game Day have identified as the game of the week by doing their show there. And it is the Ohio State University, Tasu, at Notre Dame. Touchdown, Jesus. The Golden Dome. You got all of that, man. The, the bagpipers are going to be blowing the bagpipes. You got the the, the dudes in the kilts going to be out. This is a big one. You got Marcus Freeman, a former Ohio State linebacker, and Ohio State great, taking on his old institution in Ohio State. You got the entire college football world looking at South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame, is going to play host to Ohio State. Notre Dame is a three-point underdog at home. So that's about a seven-point to ten, seven and three. To, uh, that That's saying something. Carry I think the, the over-under, yeah. what I say over-under was, 55, 55 and a half? Yes. Yes, 55 and a half points. You got Ohio State three-point favor. Uh, who you got? Dun, 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 cheer, cheer for oh no, I'm singing, send her bodies cheer on high. Take down the, that's a victory march from the sky. Da, da, uh-huh. da, oh, you got the rest. Yeah. Notre Dame wins. They hold uh, up the helmets since the fourth I quarter. I gotta agree with you on that. Man. I think Notre Dame does the unthinkable and beats Ohio State this week. I think Ohio State has um had quite the turnover in terms of personnel mm-hmm. and while they are still big strong fast it's tough to replace certain pieces notre dame has a veteran at quarterback and has been playing that way they have estimate at running back who i think is the best running back in college football uh not only he's big not only is he strong not only is he fast he's nimble enough he understands how to run between the tackles if you got that with a quarterback that is a great decision maker 
Um, the play action passing game opens you up. You forgot very- the most important attribute about Estime. Haitian brethren. He's Haitian. I mean, have we? Do we know that he's Haitian? Yeah. Because his last name is Estime. Yep. No questions asked. If you can say it with a French accent, ask my dad. The Haitian. <laughs> I feel Estime. it. I'm at Estime. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going Notre Dame too. Y'all let us know who you got. Top 25 matchups. College football is back. The fall is officially here. This is the last Friday in the summer. So if you want to take a summer Friday, take it now. We have got to the 1140 hour. It's about to be afternoon, but we did it the right way. It was the relegation model episode. We did it rough, rugged, and raw. We did it with uh, just two of the crew, but it was the relegation model episode. Uh, we did sports. We did business. We did entertainment, and we did it our way. Ball sports talk way. Uh, please like, please comment, please share, please tag a friend, please tag a foe, please tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast. It has been our pleasure. It has been our honor and uh, anything and everything else to provide the Ball Hawk Sports Talk to you this morning. Please uh, do so uh, at our request because we ask humbly. Please share it with somebody else. And with that, uh, it's been a great week. Any parting words you got, man? We didn't do the Ball Hawk Spotlight moment today because we ran a little long. I'm trying to keep you to an hour now. Any parting words before we get out of here? You know, tomorrow uh, Northwestern takes on Minnesota. And I hate to steal from uh, from your man Prime, but we coming. We coming. coming. Coming to get Minnesota. We coming. They Minnesota. coming to us. Technically, they coming to us, but we coming. Come, you, I get it. I get. I know where you're going. See, there. I had to fix All it, right. but make like sure y'all know it. in case you try to get there. Yeah, yeah. So it's not you. Be like have like an overnight bag, but it's gonna be Louis. It's gonna be Gucci and all that too. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Uh, go Cats. How about that? Go Cats. Go Cats. And go Irish. Uh, my parting words are, hey, fellas and ladies, take care of your health. Take care of your mental, man. Uh, we got a big game this weekend, the Dark Knights. Uh, I get to go coach young men, man. What a blessing. And with that, we is out. Mm-hmm.